You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to talk about foam rolling and stretching when they are put together, and we're going to have a, a research review, a meta-analysis on the combination of foam rolling and stretching versus foam rolling and foam rolling and stretching versus stretching. But let me talk about foam rolling for a moment. A few years ago, I was pretty new to personal training and my friend Josh was a veteran trainer and he trained famous people and it was very cool. I wanted to be like Josh, but Josh also was uh, like, he would do hundred mile races. And I remember he did his first uh, Ironman. He did a half Ironman and then he signed up for a double. And we said, why didn't you do an Ironman? He said, because the half Ironman was so easy. I thought, let me go ahead and just try a double. That's the kind of person Josh was. Uh, and shout out Josh Zittimer. Well, he had a client that while he was off gallivanting about training famous people that he could not train this person anymore. So he reaches out to me and asks if I could train his client, Lynn. And I loved training Lynn because she was super fit. And the great thing about training a fit person is when they work with the trainer, everybody assumes that the trainer did it. And I didn't, but everybody thought that. So I loved training Lynn. I also loved training Lynn because I could really push her, but there was a problem. Lynn had an issue with her knee. And the issue was that it hurt and she couldn't run. And she used to run and she loved running and she couldn't run anymore, at least not for any particular distance. And the first session after we had that talk, I brought out one of those three-foot black foam rollers and I dropped it on the ground and it made a nice banging sound as only uh, a foam roller can make. It sounds kind of like a textbook hitting the ground, but it's too light to make that noise and yet it does. So she looks at me and she says, what is this? I said, it's a, it's a foam roller. We're going to use it for your knee. And she goes, let me tell you something. I see people rolling around in these foam rollers. And I think to myself, just get up and work out. And I was like, well, number one, that's probably why you're so super fit. Number two, it's probably why your knee hurts. So I convinced her to start doing a little bit of foam rolling. And she started feeling so much better Within two months of training, she signed up for a marathon. And I thought, that's too much. It's probably too much. But that's not the point I want to make. Because the bottom line is we know that foam rolling, we know that stretching both acutely increase range of motion. We know that foam rolling helps decrease tonicity. This is the good stuff about the research that's out here now is the research that's out here now basically starts with the assumption that foam rolling does decrease muscle tonicity and increases range of motion. This is great. Well, this is a study by Conrad Tilp and Nakarama that it was published in 2021. It's a comparison on the effects of foam rolling and stretching on physical performance. Now, this is good because we hear about foam rolling and stretching and how it 
could decrease performance. Don't foam roll or don't stretch before you do uh, physical activity, before you do dynamic activity, before you do your running or your max lifting, or the because it can decrease uh, your ability to produce. Well, here we have a meta-analysis. This is a systematic review and a meta-analysis, and it combines foam rolling with stretching. 12 studies made it through the screening, and the stretches in the study were quite varied. The dynamic stretches were in seven of the studies. They were two sets of 10. There were 60 seconds, four sets of 15, uh, just a random statement of 20 minutes of dynamic stretching, uh, eight repetitions, five minutes, 60 seconds. Those were all the, the, the information about the dynamic stretching. The static stretching, there were five studies. Four were three times 30 second holds. One was a two times 30 second hold for each muscle group that they ended up doing. And one was just a 10 second hold, which, which can be considered a passive or a static stretch, but generally that is a very short hold, uh, which may have been because they were trying to seek performance outcomes and they didn't want to do a longer stretch. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're still talking about this. The NASM CPT podcast. My name is Rick. I'm your host. And I'm going to talk about this study right here. The range of motion with combined stretching and foam rolling versus stretching alone. This is the first segment we're going to talk about. This meta-analysis revealed that there was no significant overall effect on performance when the combined treatment, the foam rolling and the stretching, was compared to the stretching alone. However, the subgroup analysis for performance revealed a better outcome for the combined treatment compared to the stretching alone, but only if foam rolling was done after stretching and not vice versa. Hmm, that's interesting. So, but there's a twist to this. Combined stretching and foam rolling versus foam rolling alone. So now we're going to take the combined and compare it to only foam rolling. And this meta-analysis with the six effect sizes from six studies revealed no significant differences in range of motion changes when the combined condition, the foam rolling and the stretching, when the combined condition was compared to the foam rolling alone. So, so far, we don't really have any better information. It, you can foam roll and stretch or you can stretch and it doesn't really increase range of motion more. You can foam roll it and stretch or foam roll and the foam rolling and stretching doesn't really increase the range of motion that much more. So here's the, the, the combined pre and post comparison uh, was a 30, uh, sorry, a 13.77% increase. So 13.77% increase for the foam rolling and the stretching when it was only a 7.19 increase percent increase with just foam rolling. Now that might sound pretty impressive, but it's not significantly different. Give me a moment though. I want to take this moment and I want to make a point about why research is important and why the N of one is not good. When we talk about subjects, we refer to them as the number of people that are in a uh, that are in a study. So we'll say n equals thirty-two, right? So that's thirty-two people in the study. Uh, n equals two hundred and fifty. That's a big study. So this is where meta-analysis can start coming in. Well, 
the increase of 13.77 was a range. It was the the average of a range. One of the subjects could have seen a 4.5% drop in range of motion. Another one could have seen a 1.5% drop. However, the overall increase of the group was 13.77%. This is why you cannot rely on yourself or a client to provide you a general rule when you see outcomes. Oh, when I do this, I get this. When my client does this, that client got this. That's cool. That's that's where we refer to this as anecdotal, but it is not a um, a comparison. It's not a, um, a an aggregate of a number of people. So you could be one of those people that you do foam rolling and you decrease your range of motion of percent and a half. But on average, that percent is 7.19 increase. So we're looking at the meta-analysis. That's why these are so valuable. It provides us a lot of information from a lot of different studies, from a lot of different subjects to get what we're trying to get. The study also points out that vibrating foam rollers were not used. And that's important because we do have a variety of dynamic stretching versus static stretching, but we do not have the variety when it comes to regular foam rollers versus vibrating foam rollers. And the chances are that it would increase more using a vibrating foam roller. That's something we'll talk about uh, later on this week when it comes to foam rolling. All right, we have one more. We have the combined stretching and foam rolling versus the control group. We have to have a control group. We have to have a group that doesn't do any foam rolling and any stretching. So the small magnitude range of motion increase in the combined group, foam rolling and stretching, was significantly higher than the control group. As you can imagine, the control group did have an average of a one and a half percent increase between their pre and their post test. Well, that's kind of interesting to me, right? And this is why it's important to note that we can better gauge the progress and the true benefit of combining foam rolling and stretching when you compare it to a group, a, a, a control group, and that control group sees a percent and a half increase. So when you see that there is a massive increase, let's say um, uh, 10%, then you might want to shave off one and a half percent of that to actually say, well, this might be the actual overall benefit is eight and a half. So anyway, the stretching techniques and the order of the techniques revealed no significant difference on range of motion of any group. So it doesn't matter the foam rolling and the stretching, doesn't matter which type of stretching uh, that was involved. There was no significant increase in range of motion in any particular group. All right, here's the overall. Here's the overview of everything. A significant overall effect on range of motion change happens when comparing, comparing the combined treatment with the control condition. We, that makes total sense. There was no significant effect found when comparing the, combine, the combined foam rolling and stretching to foam rolling. No significant overall effect on performance combined treatment was compared to stretching alone. So here's the takeaway. Athletes do not have to combine stretching with foam rolling since no additional effect was observed going into a performance. However, to increase performance, this was interesting, 
to increase performance, the combination of foam rolling followed by stretching can lead to greater improvements. And based on the subgroups that were drawn out, it didn't matter if it was static stretching or dynamic stretching. One more time, I'm going to pull this. This is a quote. This conclusion from the authors, it can be concluded. Con, con, time out, rewind. With it, there we go. It can be concluded that athletes under time constraints do not have a combined stretching with foam rolling and do not have to combine stretching and foam rolling in order to increase their range of motion because the combination doesn't lead to any additional acute effects. However, if the goal is to also increase performance, whether that be strength or speed or the like, the combination of foam rolling followed by stretching, but not vice versa, should be favored compared to stretching or foam rolling alone. So you want a little, you want increased range of motion? You can foam roll, you can stretch, but foam rolling and stretching does not actually increase range of motion significantly. However, if you're going to go into performance, foam rolling followed by stretching assists with increasing that performance. But if you stretch followed by foam rolling, you get no such favor. Anyway, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool if you ask me. Hope that you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Again, this is the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so. You can hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me, rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Um, like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Also, leave a review if you don't mind. So whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening, uh, if you could just leave some feedback, it's really helpful for us, and I'd appreciate that very much. Um, if you got questions, definitely reach out. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.